Once a thriving lumber camp on the banks of Potato Creek in McKean County, the village of Petula lies halfway between Smithport and Emporium. The few people who call this backwoods location home are friendly folks who are likely to point you to the best fishing spots or give you directions to the nearest gas station. However, during the height of the lumber boom in the early 20th century, Batula was known around a region as home to some of the toughest and meanest characters who ever wielded an axe or a saw. Batula is situated in the southeastern corner of Norwich Township, and although the township was first settled in 1815, it wasn't until 1909 when a Norwich lumber company began clearing thousands of acres of virgin forest that villages began to spring up on the banks of Potato Creek. The first homes, which were little more than wooden shanties, were built in Petula the following year. It didn't take long for the woodsmen to find trouble. A lack of women and an abundance of whiskey, coupled with seclusion and the pressures of a dangerous job, often caused tempers to flare. Just three years after Batula sprung into existence, the village experienced its first murder, when, in October of 1913, a moonshiner named Ben Prouty bashed William Wagner's head to a pulp with a wooden club. Although Prouty bragged about what he had done, the wilderness was so thick that it took three weeks for authorities to track him down. In 1918, Batula was the scene of another murder, but unlike the spirit of William Wagner, this victim would not rest in peace. Archie Turner was a 60-year-old lumberjack who shared a room in the company bunkhouse with a fellow worker by the name of Edward Ralph. Though both men were middle-aged, they were just as fond of gambling and drinking as men half their age. The men had gotten paid on Saturday, and Archie Turner promptly spent his earnings on whiskey. From payday, which was February 9th, until Valentine's Day, Turner was thoroughly inebriated. By Thursday, February 14th, Turner was so inebriated that his friends and co-workers began to fear for his safety. He spent the morning stumbling around camp, talking gibberish and singing incoherently. His presence was an annoyance to most of the men at camp, though Mrs. Sophia Bennett found him particularly bothersome. It was Sophia's husband who ran the lumber camp, but Archie had grown quite fond of the boss man's wife and had spent Valentine's Day hounding her. Sophia, of course, was quite put off by the drunk lumberjack's amorous advances. When Sophia Bennett called the men to lunch, Archie Turner took a seat at a table next to Ellis Durr and Buell Strang. A short while later, Archie's bunkmate, Edward Ralph, came into the house and went into the kitchen for a drink of water. Turner yelled at Ralph to keep out of the kitchen, saying that he had no business in there with Mrs. Bennett. Ralph, who was accustomed to his friend's drunken behavior, paid a little attention to Turner, who became so angry that he threatened to clean out the whole bunch. He got up from the table and stumbled upstairs to his room. Seeing the drunk man's condition, Ellis Durr and Buell Strang thought it best for Turner to sleep it off, and Ed Ralph said that he would go upstairs and put his friend to bed. A moment later, a gunshot was heard, 
followed by the sound of a body tumbling down the stairs. Ellis and Buell ran to the landing, where Ed Ralph was lying on the floor, gasping for breath in a pool of blood. At the top of the stairs sat Archie Turner with a pistol in his hands. The gasping breaths of the dying man were too much for Turner to bear. You make too much noise, said Turner, who said that he had a splitting headache. He pointed the gun at the dying man and fired again, but the bullet embedded itself in a downstairs wall. The men inside the camp took cover and tried their best to remain calm. They knew that if they were to move a muscle, Turner would continue shooting. When Turner caught a glimpse of Buell Strang, who was crouched at the bottom of the stairs, Turner indeed fired another shot, but missed. Meanwhile, Ellis Durr had managed to run from the camp to secure help, and a few minutes later he returned with several men from the narrow-gauge lumber railroad. While some of the railroaders distracted the shooter, Ellis Durr dragged the wounded Edward Ralph outside. One of the railroaders, Nick Carter, seeing that Turner was distracted, bravely rushed up the stairs and tackled the shooter. He tied up Archie Turner, who was taken to the nearby village of Crosby by train. Later that evening, Dr. Berg Chadwick and County Detective Joseph Robinson arrived from Smithport, but help was too late in arriving. According to Dr. Chadwick, Edward Ralph had died as a result of a bullet through the brain. On Saturday, a grand jury was impaneled, and Archie Turner was charged with first-degree murder. He was held without bail at the McKean County Jail until the court convened on February 25th. At his trial, Archie Turner agreed to plead guilty to a lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter and was sentenced to six years at the Western Penitentiary near Pittsburgh. He was pardoned just two years into his sentence. While the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania was content with Turner's punishment, it seemed that his victim, Edward Ralph, was not. Just before Turner's release from prison in 1920, the state took control of the timberlands around Betula. The abandoned lumber camps, such as the Bennett Camp, where the murder was committed, were rented out or leased by hunters, campers, and fishermen. And before long, word spread that the cabin where the crime took place was haunted by the ghost of Edward Ralph. In 1922, Elias Smead, a woodsman who occupied the cabin during the winter months, claimed that night after night he had lain awake in horror, listening to the heavy footsteps of an unseen being on the stairs leading up to the second floor. The ghostly footsteps always stopped halfway up the stairs, to be followed a few minutes later by a mournful cry from just outside the front door. Smead, who was not a native to the area, had been unaware of the cabin's history until he told his tale to a reporter from the Smithport Minor newspaper. Smead's story rang a bell, and the reporter recalled that a murder had taken place near Betula a few years earlier. Sure enough, Smead was renting out the cabin that had once been the Bennett Camp's bunkhouse. The details of Smead's story and the details of Edward Ralph's death tallied perfectly 
right down to the last detail. If you enjoyed this podcast, look for my latest book, Pennsylvania Oddities, Volume 2, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com, or through the Sunbury Press website at www.sunburypressstore.com. The Pennsylvania Oddities podcast is written, produced, and narrated by Marlon Bressy. Theme music composed by Marlon Bressy. Sound effects courtesy of freesound.org. Find the Pennsylvania Oddities podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you find your favorite programs. New episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month. Bye-bye.